This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. In Arundel County, State's Attorney West Adams announced a 25-year sentencing of Nicholas Kyle Hoffman, 18 of Davidsonville. Now, back in November of 17, Hoffman was arrested after running down a pedestrian in Edgewater, right near Fair Hill Drive. Initially, he fled the scene, was stopped several blocks away by Anne Arundel County police, and two witnesses told police that Hoffman intentionally ran into the victim. One of the witnesses was a passenger in the vehicle and said he was instructed by Hoffman to record the incident on his cell phone. And the cell phone video did show Hoffman striking the victim, at which point the victim was thrown up onto the car before falling into the roadway. Hoffman is then heard uttering a derisive comment indicating a lack of concern for the victim's welfare. He was found guilty of attempted first-degree murder on August 23, 2018, and Maryland sentencing guidelines recommend a sentence between 10 and 18 years of active incarceration. He received a life sentence by Judge Stacy McCormick in the Anne Arundel County Circuit Court, and all was suspended but 25 years of active incarceration, so he got a pretty serious sentence for that. Shifting over into political news, Stuart Pittman's ethics complaint against County Executive Steve Hsu has been dismissed by the Ethics Commission. It seems it was dismissed a bit on a technicality, and they said that Pittman's campaign violated confidentiality requirements because it spoke to the Capitol newspaper about the complaint. Ethics complaints are supposed to be confidential until they are reviewed and decided. The Pittman campaign is asking them to reconsider it, saying that they talked to the Capitol before they filed the complaint, so therefore it shouldn't have been confidential. I don't know. That seems like you're splitting hairs there. Pittman did have a complaint filed against him for lack of a voter authority line on some of his emails, and as far as we know, nobody has done anything with that yet. If this daily news brief goes dark tomorrow morning and you never hear from me again, you can be guaranteed that I am contemplating what to do with $1.6 billion or $904 million that I decide to take in one lump sum payment. Yes, the Mega Millions currently is at $1.6 billion. It probably will be more than $2 billion by the time the drawing happens tonight at 11 o'clock. Tickets are $2 a piece, and you can pay an additional dollar to have a multiplier up to five times, so you can play an additional $5 per ticket, and those will increase non-jackpot winnings for you. The odds of winning the Mega Millions are 1 in 302 million. And if you don't like those odds, there's always the Powerball, which is happening tomorrow night. The odds in that are 1 in 292 million, and that Powerball prize is at about 620 million as we speak. With both of them, you can take a one-time cash prize or have it out in a 30-year annuity. But you do have to remember you have to pay taxes on those prizes. Maryland will take 8.7% and they will withhold that. And they will also withhold 24% for federal taxes. If you want, you can remain anonymous. But I do suggest if you do win, give me a call and I'll be your best friend forever. The Mega Millions is being drawn tonight at 11 p.m. The last time to buy a ticket will be at 10 p.m. tonight. The Powerball drawing is Wednesday at 11.22 p.m., and you can purchase tickets up to 15 minutes before that. 
And here's a great story from Carol's Creek Cafe, a favorite restaurant here in Annapolis. They are celebrating their 35th anniversary. They were established in 1983. And what they are doing is they are giving back $35,000 to the community in celebration of their 35th year. In addition, they are going to have a special three-course $35 price-fixed dinner menu from now through the 27th of October. So go check that out. But on October 28th, they're going to present five thousand dollars to each of seven charities the annapolis symphony orchestra the community foundation of anne arundel county eastport elementary school pta food allergy research at johns hopkins children's center the Lighthouse Shelter Pantry, Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland, and the Naval Academy Glee Club. You want to get in on that $35 price fixed dinner? Carolscreek.com is the website, or you can make reservations by calling 410-263-8102. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that, head on over to ionanapolis.net. We started a new series about legacy businesses in the area, and we started off with Carol's Creek. So we had a long conversation with Jeff Jacobs. It is there at ionanapolis.net. The easier way to get that, too, is just subscribe to our podcast feed, which you can do at Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you get podcasts. That was a real interesting one, a real fun one. Great guy, Jeff Jacobs. Great restaurant, Carol's Creek. And hands down, the best view in the city. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. We never know what's going to come down the pike. Give us a recommendation to your friends and coworkers and colleagues and family. We would appreciate that. And stay tuned because we have George Young with your local DMV weather coming up. And I do have a Tuesday morning rant for you. It's a political one. Hang tight. 35 years ago, Annapolis became a fine dining destination when Carroll's Creek Cafe first opened its doors on the Eastport waterfront. Today, diners enjoy delicious new American appetizers and entrees from sea and land, an extensive wine and craft beer selection, and creative desserts, all while enjoying the most scenic views in town. Join the fun as Carroll's Creek celebrates with a very special three-course, $35 anniversary dinner menu from October 15th to the 27th. Call 410-263-8102 to reserve your table today. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Ion Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, October 23rd. More sunshine on tap today for all of Anne Arundel County, and it'll be 5 to 10 degrees warmer as well as the airflow into the Annapolis area switches to a more southerly flow ahead of another cold front coming through the region overnight tonight into Wednesday morning. Look for breezy highs today of 62 to 67 degrees, followed by mid to upper 50s and still breezy on Wednesday, and even cooler temps Thursday and Friday with sunshine, but highs 50 to 55. And after that, we're still watching for the potential of an early nor'easter-style rainstorm for part or all of the weekend as Hurricane Willa goes from the Pacific across parts of Mexico and up into Texas and through the Deep South before hooking up with that same frontal boundary off the East Coast that'll be our cold front overnight tonight possibly reforming as a new storm by Saturday morning. So stay tuned on that one as the week goes on. Okay, that's it for today. Make it a great day out there today, and be sure to follow DMV Weather anywhere all the time at dmvweather.com or on social media via Twitter or Facebook, or especially on our free app that you can download from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store on all of your devices by searching for DC MDVA Weather so you can always stay weather-informed. This is George Young with DMV Weather. Enjoy the warm, albeit breezy, day ahead. But remember, whatever the weather outside... 
Have fun and be safe. Imagine your child saying, guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked teachers why. Our innovative educational approach spans indoors and out with challenging academics that inspire and engage. In our small classes, we are able to find the learner in every child, from preschool to eighth grade. See for yourself as St. Andrews hosts an open house at its Edgewater campus, Friday, November 9th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 today. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. Late last week, I had a long conversation with someone that I consider in the know as it concerns local state-level politics. And let me just tell you about what was presented to me as a plan for this election in the District 30, or D30, or a few non-political wonks, the Annapolis area. Now, we all know that House Speaker Mike Bush has undergone open-heart surgery recently and is recovering at home. Despite insurances from his campaign that he'd be on the trail by now, his sightings have been few and far between. The only time he has been seen was this weekend at the D30 headquarters. Speaking to a heart surgeon that did not treat him, I learned that quite possibly, and quite probably, they're concerned with any infection during the recovery period, and likely he's been under doctor's orders to remain out of the public just to avoid any chance of infection solid advice right there. There has been rampant speculation that the Speaker may be stepping down from his position due to his age and health. The big question has been when and what might be the circumstances. Okay, now here's where it gets a little bit weird. It's a lot of speculation. You might want to call it a conspiracy theory, if you will. But as I think about this, I honestly don't feel that it's that far out of whack. Here's the exit strategy. Name recognition alone will likely win that race, and he will be elected for another term. Shortly after the election, the Speaker will resign, and in conjunction with the state Democratic Party, will put forth several names to the governor for appointment to take over his seat. These names will be Democrats that the party feels will help advance their goals and with which the House can work with. That way, his successor is essentially handpicked by the Speaker, not the public. In this deal, the Speaker also naturally gives up his Speaker's seat and the inherent power that comes along with it. But, because this is politics and there is always a lot of backscratching going on, and warning, more conspiracy coming, this also is not out of the realm of possibility. The final part of the deal is that Bush would be named Treasurer for the state of Maryland, replacing Nancy Kopp, who has held the position since 2002. Now, the Treasurer is an elected position, but it's not elected by the people. It is elected by the state Senate and the House of Delegates. Remember, Maryland's two chambers are controlled by Democrats. Treasurer Kopp's recent term is ending right now, so she is up for, quote, re-election when the legislature reconvenes. If Speaker Bush is now named as treasurer, he would sit on the almighty powerful Board of Public Works along with Governor Hogan and Comptroller Francho. The Board of Public Works, as we all know, is the faucet for the Treasury, and they control what gets funded statewide and what doesn't. An incredibly powerful position. Possible? I think so. Maryland has been known for political shenanigans for quite some time. Granted, they don't rise to the level of Chicago, but they're close. And if the Democrats are looking for a way to handcuff the governor in his second term, this might be a good method. I pressed my contact for the names under consideration. The two that he gave me were Sarah Elfrith, assuming that she loses her Senate race to Ron George, and Aaron Axe, who was the third place finisher for the District 30 seat in the primary. Axe has been lobbying hard for this position, from what I hear. Of course, should Elfrith win her race, that would change. And should Bush lose his race, all bets are off. 
We won't begin to know how it all plays out until November 6th, but it's definitely worth watching. But regardless of the result, make sure you vote. And speaking of voting, early voting begins this Thursday, and the polls, mostly the larger county libraries and the Pitt Moyer Rec Center here in Annapolis, are open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And if you need to register or change your voter registration, you can do it only during the early voting period, as the mail-in and other option deadlines have passed. If you want to vote absentee, you can request a ballot by email. You go to aacounty.org and then navigate to Departments and Elections, and there is a link right there on the right-hand side. You do need to request that absentee ballot by November 2nd, and it will be emailed to you. Election day is November 6th. Polls are open at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m., and as long as you're in line by 8 p.m., you will be able to vote. And before you vote, early or on Election Day, make sure your voting info is correct. You can also check that at that Anne Arundel County website as well. Be informed. Vote for the candidates that you feel will best represent your needs and don't fall prey to any shenanigans. And that's what I'm thinking today. When you think of Watermark, you probably think of Harbor Queen. You know, the big white boat that sits down at the end of City Dock. But did you know that Harbor Queen is much more than just a visitor attraction? That thousands of local school children take field trips aboard it every year to learn about the Chesapeake Bay and our region's history. But that's not all you don't know about Watermark. When the Susquehanna River crested, washing thousands of tons of debris into our waterways, Watermark was there, rolling up their sleeves, helping the Annapolis Harbor Master clean up Ego Alley, And when the Annapolis Police Department SWAT team needed a boat to conduct special training exercises on to help protect our waters, they called Watermark. Watermark, making our mark. To learn more about how Watermark is here for our hometown, visit watermarkjourney.com. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.